This is an Area Code podcast. You're listening to The Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong, Dave Schrader, and Barnabas Piper talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Books and podcasts are always best with a great cup of coffee. That's why we've partnered with Ligaris Roasters to create the Table of Malcontents blend. And guys, it's delicious. A smooth Brazilian roast that will make your heart happy. Head over to LagarisRoasters.com to order a bag or 12 today. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron. With me as always are Barnabas and Dave. Gentlemen, it is the summertime. It is full on... (laughs) Summer like, vacation, like mode. like Will Smith, summertime, summertime from the '90s. Sure, yeah. Let's go. Why can't we? We need to play some of this music on here, but you won't let me because well, you you say we can't afford it. You say our budget can't, can't afford can, it. Our budget will not handle <laughs> the lawsuit. <laughs> the lawsuit. Oh man. We look just because we're Christians doesn't mean that we get to violate copyright law. I'm pro tip for, for all the pastors listening. You can't violate copyright law. So stop playing movie clips in your church. Stop playing mute. Also okay. make sure you're paying for this, the rights to sing the worship songs that you sing. Cause a lot of people worked very hard on those. As long, unless they're Chris Tomlin, you don't need to pay him. He's got plenty of money, but yeah, everybody else. Yeah, they they you don't need to pay Hillsong. Yeah, 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 they're you, fine. You mentioned the uh, clips of movies. And yeah. So I used to work for a film distributor and I, and I had to go after churches for that. <laughs> I did. I'd have to call them like, Hey, I saw it or I heard in the, something that you were showing some, some whatever movie. Yeah. Yeah, you were showing yeah. the Matrix. That'll be yeah. Oh, you're right. This is early 2000s. <laughs> yeah, right. There you oh, go. There you what go. Gen X pastor yes. hasn't used the Matrix oh. at least a half a dozen times? Well, what uh, what Gen X marketer didn't reference it a couple episodes ago? <laughs> I did. I did. Yes, I, you, I, know, did. you know what? Uh, yes, you did. Karen, I, Karen looked at me like. Are you freaking crazy that you just threw that out there? I was I trying know, I to. Was like, I was making a point. I know. I got the. If you could have seen her look she gave me, oh, like, I did. what an idiot. I yep. mean, I appreciated it was, the look so much. And I was like, you know, the only reason I'm not saying anything is because A, she already slayed you with her eyes. And B, uh, we have a guest here, so I have to behave myself mostly. And you guys um, were nice to me. So we sure were. I was, I was the odd man out. Yeah. yeah, you referenced The Matrix. That was terrible. <laughs> just, just, just. I was making a point. That's all I could think of when I was swearing around something. What, okay, what other movies are the uh, most referenced by pastors? Oh, gosh. Braveheart. 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 Uh, that, Braveheart. One's, that one's seen its day. Yeah. I mean, Lord no, of the Rings, no, I'm, obviously. I'm going back oh, over the past yeah, like 25 yeah, yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Braveheart, Gladiator, anything that John Eldridge referenced in Wild at Heart, they threw into oh, a sermon, God. regardless oh. of if it was so for a man or woman. Gladiator is one of the most overrated movies of my life, too. Absolutely. Anyway, that's because um, Russell Crowe can't act. He just plays Russell Crowe. Um, you're gonna, not wrong. He's going to slam a phone in your face for that. <laughs> I can take him. He's like 60. I he's think now, I, he's gained some weight, too, I he's, think. Yeah. He's, he's pudged if up. If nothing else, I'm quicker yeah, than he is. He is yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have a longer reach. He's a little stocky dude. A little oh, chunky dude. He's, like George, he's, he's turning into George Costanza. Oh man! <laughs> All right, wow. so we've got yeah, so, so we've got wow. uh, Braveheart, we've got Gladiator. Yes. I haven't heard a lot of Gladiator references. I mean, I'm, That's been uh, going back to my era. Right. All right, I'm all so downhill right now. So 2005 was all about the Gladiator references. 
Maybe uh, I didn't go to church in 2005. I can't remember. It was a long time uh, ago. Yeah, I don't know. Um, let's see. There's a lot of just unbroken in general in the past five to ten years. Like that, the, more like the, the book, book references? That's, I mean, the books. Yeah. yeah, I haven't been in a church that has referenced a movie in like a solid four years. Goodness, what do they use really? the Bible? Did, true. They just do. talk about scripture all day long? Yeah, it's Well, that's the thing that. is like the church I grew up in, there was there was no references of anything cultural at any point. And so I, you know, this is, I'm, I'm a little late to the conversation, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I can't think of any others, but the, um, but well, the Passion whatever, of the Christ. Oh, 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 come on. Anything like Marvel. Oh, yeah, yeah, there are. Marvels. There was a yeah. lot of Superman There's for a, a while, too. Lord of, the Rings, Lord, of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is just obnoxiously referenced. I mean, it's yeah. it's almost a, like, you. It, it is like the new, you know, the C.S. Lewis Mud Pies in the Slum quote. Uh-huh. It's like that, except the movie version. You're like, yes. really? We couldn't come up with anything got, better? It, well, they haven't watched anything else. That's the problem. Also, they quote the movie lines, not the books lines. And yes. sometimes they overlap, but sometimes they're not Tolkien. Yeah, and, nope. You know. Yeah. Nope. I agree. I agree with you. What we're talking about. Um, So we were going to talk about something we rarely talk about. Books written by Christians for Christians. Hmm. But good reads for summertime. That's correct. There's lots of those. We publish them. Yeah, We we don't want something overwhelming. We want something that gives you – that's a really good nugget. What do we want? So a couple weeks ago we talked about summer summer reads and how a lot of folks, particularly if they – are columnists on a certain website, or if they head up a seminary or an institution of Possibly our denomination, do a, a regular podcast about current events or something. Yes, you know, yes, you know, maybe speaking. he's giving us a briefing on daily events, something like that. Seems feasible. Okay, so um, you'll get a laundry list of giant tomes. Quick that, question. Yes, what is a laundry list? That's a good question. Why do we use that phrase? A grocery list makes sense to me. To-do list makes sense. Shopping list makes sense. What do you, what do you need a list of for laundry? Like, I'm going to wash these three pairs of underwear, but not those four pairs. Of, like, what? Maybe. Just I don't know. Wash your, un- wash your underwear, clean your socks, wash your T-shirts. Like, what? Wh- what is a laundry list? I don't know. I don't know. I just, it's. Okay, I, 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 I've got nothing. You're the yeah, historian here. I have no idea. Where did this phrase Go- come from, Dave? Right, Gary, Go- Googleize it. They gave yes. us a laundry list of. An interruption. Giant tomes that will put you to sleep instead of engage you and make you feel good inside while you're on vacation and reading. Um. (laughs) Correct. That's accurate. Make you feel good inside. That that came off really weird. I don't know why, but yeah. Well, I know know why. Our goal is to give you books that you will want to read, not just books you will want to be known for having read. (laughs) <laughs> These are not prestige books. These are like, oh, I both enjoyed it and it benefited okay. me in some way. Okay. All right. Okay. Got it. You okay. first, Dave. All right. Christian uh, books only. I uh, Sure. Sure. Uh, you know, I uh, I was going through what I read in the past few years just to, just to make sure. Uh, Sifting through World War II volumes 1 through 1197. That's right. That's right. Um, I highly enjoyed Recapturing the Wonder by Mike Cosper, which is a little bit like The Curious Christian. It's a lot like that, except it came out after mine, I oh, think. So. I like Thanks it. I like it. Mike. I like it. I like it. No, it's a great book. No, you both are you both write in a wonderful way. Yes, let's put Curious Christian and uh, Recapturing the Wonder in there. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're not incredibly hope- long, which goes to that point too. They're to the point. So mine's shorter and- than Mike's if you're looking for an advantage. Is it shorter? Yes. Oh, okay. Of course it uh, is. They, seem, they both seem fairly short. Yeah, mine has fewer words. Fewer. Oh, oh mine mine is, you're mine, counting. Oh. <laughs> mine is, mine is, has, well, oh. it has a more spacious interior design than his. Does yours have better words? I'm not going to insult Mike Cosper. He's a good writer. <laughs> also a good thinker. He does yes. two things well. Um, but those are good. I yes. mean, his is good. I hope people like mine. It would. It. I wrote it kind of with that aim in mind, the kind of book that could be enjoyable to read and beneficial, not just like you really have to, you know, put your thinking cap on and kind of grind away at this thing. Um, You're listening to The Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong, Dave Schrader, and Barnabas Piper talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Books and podcasts are always best with a great cup of coffee. That's why we've partnered with Ligaris Roasters to create the Table of Malcontents blend. And guys, it's delicious. A smooth Brazilian roast that will make your heart happy. Head over to LigarisRoasters.com to order a bag or 12 today. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron. With me, as always, are Barnabas and Dave. Gentlemen, it is the summertime. It is full on... (laughs) Like, summer vacation like mode. like will smith summertime, summertime from the 90s sure and yeah let's go why can't we we need to play some of this music on here but you won't let me because well, you you say we can't afford it you say our budget can't, can't afford can, it our budget will not handle <laughs> the lawsuit <laughs> the lawsuit oh man we look just because we're christians doesn't mean that we get to violate copyright law i'm Pro tip for, for all the pastors <laughs> listening, you can't Pro- violate copyright law. So stop playing movie clips in your church. Stop playing mute. Also, okay. make sure you're paying for this, the rights to sing the worship songs that you sing because a lot of people work very hard on those. As long, unless they're Chris Tomlin, you don't need to pay him. He's got plenty of money. But yeah, everybody else. Yeah, they they don't need to pay Hillsong. Yeah, 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 they're you, fine. You mentioned the uh, clips of movies. And yeah. So I used to work for a film distributor, and I and I had to go after churches for that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I'd have to call them like, hey, I saw it or I heard in the something that you were showing some, some whatever movie. Yeah. Yeah, you were showing yeah. the Matrix. That'll be yeah. Oh, you're right. This is early 2000s. <laughs> yeah, right. Man, oh, go. What go. Gen X pastor yes. hasn't used the Matrix oh. at least a half a dozen times? Well, what uh, what Gen X marketer didn't reference it a couple episodes ago? <laughs> I did. I did. Yes, you, I, know, you, I, did. you know what? Uh, yes, you did. Karen, I, Karen looked at me like. Are you freaking crazy that you just threw that out there? I was I trying know, to, I was just like, I was making a point. I know, I got the, if you could have seen her look she gave me, oh, like, I did. what an idiot. I yep. mean, I appreciated was, the look so much. And I was like, you know, the only reason I'm not saying anything is because A, she already slayed you with her eyes. And B, uh, we have a guest here, so I have to behave myself mostly. And you guys um, were nice to me. So we sure were. I was the odd man out. Yeah. yeah, you referenced The Matrix. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just. I was making a point. That's all I could think of when I was swearing around something. What, okay, what other movies are the uh, most referenced by pastors? Oh, gosh. Braveheart. 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 Uh, that, Braveheart. One's, that one's seen its day. Yeah. I mean, Lord no, of the no, Rings, no, I'm, obviously. I'm going back oh, over the past yeah, 25 yeah, yeah, years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Braveheart, Gladiator, anything that John Eldridge referenced in Wild at Heart, they threw into oh, a sermon, God. regardless oh. of if it was so for a man or woman. Gladiator is one of the most overrated movies of my lifetime. Absolutely. Anyway, that's because um, Russell Crowe can't act. He just plays Russell Crowe. Um, 
Oh, he, he's You're gonna, not wrong. He's going to slam a phone in your face for that. <laughs> I can take him. He's like 60. I he's think now, I, he's gained some weight, too, I he's, think. Yeah. He's, he's pudged if up. If nothing else, I'm quicker yeah, than he is. He is yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have a longer reach. He's a little stocky dude. Yeah. A little oh, chunky dude. He's, like George, he's, he's turning into George Costanza. Oh man! All right, wow. so we've got yeah. So, so we've got wow. uh, Braveheart. We've got Gladiator. Yes. I haven't heard a lot of Gladiator references. I mean, I'm, that's been uh, going back to my era. Right. All right, I'm all so downhill right now. Matrix. was all about the Gladiator references. Maybe uh, I didn't go to church in 2005. I can't remember. That was a long time uh, ago. Yeah. Um. Let's see. There's a lot of just unbroken in general in the past five to ten years. Like that, the, like the book, book references. That's, I mean, the books. Yeah. yeah. I haven't been in a church that has referenced a movie in like a solid four years. Goodness, what do they use really? about Bible? <laughs> True. They just talk about scripture all day long. Yes. Yeah, well, that's the thing that. is, like the church I grew up in, there was there was no references of anything cultural at any point, and so I, you know, this is I'm, I'm a little late to the conversation, but <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Uh, I can't think of any others, but the um, but well, the Passion whatever. of the Christ. Oh, oh, oh! Come on, anything like Marvel. Oh yeah, yeah there, there are. Marvels. There was a lot yeah. of Superman There's for a, a while too. Lord of, Lord, of Lord of the Rings is just obnoxiously referenced. I mean, it's yeah. it's almost a like you it. It is like the new, you know, the C.S. Lewis mud pies in the slum quote. Uh-huh. It's like that, except the movie version. You're like, yes. really? We couldn't come up all with anything got, better? It, well, they haven't watched anything else. That's the also, problem. Also, they quote the movie lines, not the books lines. And yes. sometimes they overlap, but sometimes they're not Tolkien. Yeah, and, nope. You know. Yeah. Nope. I agree. I agree right. with you. Uh, but we're right. talking about. Yeah. Um, so we were going to talk about something we rarely talk about. Books written by Christians for Christians. Hmm. But good reads for summertime. That's correct. There's yeah. lots of those. You don't we publish want, them. Yeah, yes. we we don't want something overwhelming. We want something that gives you. That's a really we, good nugget. So what do yeah, we want? so a couple of weeks ago we talked about summer be, summer reads and how a lot of folks, particularly if they are columnists on a certain website or if they head up a seminary. Or an institution of Possibly our denomination, do a, a regular podcast about current events or something. Yes, you know, yes, you know, maybe speaking. he's giving us a briefing on daily events, something S- like that. Seems feasible. Okay, so um, you'll get a laundry list of giant tomes. Quick that, question. Yes, what is a laundry list? That's a good question. Why do we use that phrase? A grocery list makes sense to me. To-do list makes sense. Shopping list makes sense. What do you, what do you need a list of for laundry? Like, I'm going to wash these three pairs of underwear, but not those four pairs. Of, like, what? Maybe. Just I don't know. Wash your, un- wash your underwear, clean your socks, wash your T-shirts. Like, what? what is a laundry list? I don't know. I don't know. I just, it's, okay, I, 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 I've got nothing. You're the historian here. I have no idea. Where did this phrase Go- come from, Dave? Right, carry Go- on. Googleize it. They gave yes. us a laundry list of... An interruption. Uh, giant tomes that will put you to sleep instead of engage you and make you feel good inside while you're on vacation and reading. Um. <laughs> Correct. That's accurate. Yep. Make you feel good inside. That's that that came off really weird. Yep. I don't know why, but yeah. Well, I know I know so why. Our goal yeah. is to give you books yes. that you will want to read, not just books you will want to be known for having read. <laughs> These are not prestige books. These are like, oh, I both enjoyed it and it benefited okay. me in some way. Okay. All right. Okay. Got it. You okay. first, Dave. 
All right. Christian uh, books only. I, uh, sure, sure. Uh, you know, I uh, I was going through what I read in the past few years just to just to make sure. Uh, Sifting through World War II volumes one through eleven D seven. That's right. That's right. Um, I highly enjoyed Recapturing the Wonder by Mike Cosper, which is a little bit like The Curious Christian. It's a lot like that, except it came out after mine, I oh, think. Oh, so. I like Thanks it. I like it. Mike. I like it. I like it. No, it's a great book. No, you both are. You both write in a wonderful way. Yes, let's put Curious Christian and uh, Recapturing the Wonder in there. Yes. Mm. And they're, they're not incredibly long, which goes to that point, too. They're to the point. So mine's shorter and than Mike's if you're looking for an advantage. Is it shorter? Yes. Oh, okay. Of course it is. They, seem, they both seem fairly short. Yeah, mine has fewer words. Fewer. Oh, oh mine mine is, you're mine, counting. Oh. Mine, is, mine is, has, well, oh. has a more spacious interior design than his. Does yours have better words? I'm not going to insult Mike Cosper. He's a good writer. <laughs> also a good thinker. He does yes. two things well. Um, but those are good. I yes. mean – his is good. I hope people like mine. It would. It. Would, I wrote it kind of with that aim in mind, the kind of book that could be enjoyable to read and beneficial, not just like you really have to, you know, put your thinking cap on and kind of grind away at this thing. Um, I would put any book by Brennan Manning on this list. I haven't read all of them, mm-hmm. but yeah. just as a writing style, he's somebody who it's reflective, it's devotional, it's worshipful, but it's not like – but it sort of sucks you in. You kind of feel like you're on a – almost like going on a water slide or something. Like it's just sort yeah. of like it really takes you uh, takes you on a on a spiritual ride, if you will, in a yeah. in an, in a refreshing way. Yeah. Really yeah. refreshing, really enjoyable. Yeah. Those are good ones yeah. for, for the soul but not to like – again, not like a straining academic study of something. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Real quick, since we talked before about the – Whenever you have like so many focuses on a on a well whatever I'll just go like a great uh, autobiography or memoir uh, R A Dickey's book which I loved and so it's wherever I wind up which is yeah. his kind of baseball Isn't that a life. picture of like him in front of a barn on uh, the cover he, he's on a <laughs> he's on a field it's a baseball field okay because baseball field. I saw an R A Dickey book promoted the other day that was like him with his flowing curly locks and very impressive. You, you know, know what? Shiny face the layer. second in, in cover. No, 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 looked no, you're like right. an Amish romance. No, 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 almost. no, you're right. Like the so when it first came out, he wasn't even uh, he hadn't even won his uh, Cy Young award. But here I'm showing it to Barnabas. We'll post it on there so you can see. Um, but uh, it's when he was a Met because I, I think soon after the book is published, he went to the, went to the Toronto. Blues. Yeah, Toronto. But uh, no, but I mean, he's got a great faith story. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's also just a great story of, of struggling through, mm-hmm. you know, college baseball to the minors for so many years and having to change Former from Minnesota being, Twins farmhand blew right, out his arm yeah. and had to learn a knuckleball. That's right. And uh, – and, he, and in many ways, he didn't blow his arm. It's just he had the, he had an abnormal, abnormality in, in his arm that basically people didn't want to use him because, A, he could not throw as fast as some mm-hmm. other players. But also he realized, boy, if he had any chance in making it, he had to convert to becoming a knuckleballer. So it's a cool story. you know. And also, as you can imagine, that's a metaphor for his spiritual transformation too. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. That's a good one. I like that. Very cool. Very cool. What you got, Aaron? Um, Well, a couple that are quality reads that are not too too thinky. Um, So Afraid of All the Things by our friend Scarlett Hiltbeidel. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good choice for for lots of folks. Um, It is is kind of written primarily toward toward women, but, I mean, there's a lot of value that 
any reader would get out of it. She's a she's a very funny writer too. She like is. in a, a very engaging. So not funny like punchy funny, just really good storyteller in a way that draws out the amusing aspects of things and self-deprecating, which is very which a lot self-deprecating. Of people are not. It's mm-hmm. a very it's a very, it makes true. it's a very appealing uh, aspect of her writing. That's true. Um, I would also uh, encourage checking out Humble Calvinism by Jeff Metters, um, also a friend of the podcast. Uh, I don't know if I would include that in this category. It's a good book, but... No, no. look, Jeff's book is doing great. He's Uh marketing it very well, and Mm -hmm. it's a very good book, and he was on this podcast. Jeff has gotten plenty of love from us. This is not a fun-by-the-pool read. Interestingly, right. I'm going to challenge this. So I, so we, you we, don't go to pools, Aaron. That's also you don't, true. I don't, you, I don't go to the pool. However, I do sit beside the pool when I take my kids to the pool, and I enjoy a book there. I'm glad you don't drop your kids off at the pool. That's bad parenting, and also that would be really kind of unpleasant. Uh, yeah. But anyway, Jeff's book doesn't fit in that context either. Like, that's, it's a, it's a book about theology. It's a book about yeah, being nicer chill. about our theology, but it's not like – I don't think it fits the category of like summer, uh, enjoyable, like lighthearted, sucks you in kind of read. Sure. But there's but often it's a challenge to find books like that in our category. We just all. listed a bunch. I can keep going if you want me to. Keep oh, going. Thanks keep for the invitation. So C.S. Lewis has written a billion books. He's dead, by the way, so he's not writing books anymore. Dead. But <laughs> his he has a couple that lean more into this category. So like the screw tape letters are great because it's a it's super insightful, but also it's it's just a really kind of cleverly written one. I would put the Great Divorce in this category. Sure. Because it's a little bit more allegorical. Um, you know, his essays, things like that. Some people love them, some people find them a little bit more you know, cumbersome to read. But those two specifically are great for like the, you know, I haven't read any Lewis in a while. I should probably pick that up. And you can do that in a, call it a vacation context. Sure. Yeah. I think to com- to switch categories completely, uh, if you're somebody who enjoys reading poetry, but not like studying poetry, just like reading it, Rachel Welcher has a book that she came out with a few months ago called Two Funerals, Then Easter. It's a collection of poems. Yep. The only downside to this one is, like if you're reading it at a pool or whatever, is that these are some of the more moving poems you will ever read. So if you're somebody who's inclined to tears and you don't want to cry in public, it then might, you should not read that book in public. It might not be great for that context. But in terms of a, like, they're super readable. You don't have to be like a poetic whiz to understand them. She has a genuine gift that's a great one there you go very good very good those are helpful i've referenced this one in the past but uh the search for god in guinness a biography of the beer that changed the world stephen mansfield just a fun book just looking at guinness as the family as the brand and yes regardless of whether you drink beer or not it is just a fascinating read of also how to take care of your people doesn't read like a business book it reads like a biography of the family and the beer and thus I don't know. It was very entertaining. I love that one. I'm also reading right now. This would be my when I'm reading, but it won't come out till October. So this doesn't really fit for a summer read. But Andrew Peterson's Adorning the Dark, which is fantastic. You all love it. And I will probably talk more about that. But uh, it is great. So I know I'm a little spoiled to get it right now, but yeah, I promise you it'll be that good. So that's for some of mine. 
All right. I'm a little hurt that I don't get to read it yet. Well, maybe I'll help you out there. All right. You know, then it can be my summer read too. (laughs) Uh, That's all right. (laughs) So the rest of my list, uh, you know, you're just going to talk crap about. So I don't think. Well, let let it go. Let's see. Let's see. He's going to be like this book by R.C. Sproul. He's a bunch of bunch of boring books. <laughs> Eugene Peterson stuff is great in this category as well. I was gonna say um, was gonna say one by Eugene Peterson. Oh, which one? Actually, uh, Long Obedience is is one that I would put in this category. It's excellent. Okay. Yeah, it is a great great book, and it is one that really the first time you're done reading it, you should read it again, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. then just keep working on it. Because it's got more than you think. So keep uh, working on it. I would also recommend mm-hmm. the novels of uh, George MacDonald or mm-hmm. and or G.K. Chesterton. So like the novels, Princess okay. and the Goblin. Mm-hmm. It's kind of they're like no, they're almost like more novellas, but and also they're like the original young adult fiction. Yeah, yeah. just kid stories, but they're written at such a level that I mean, the writing is spectacular. Princess and the Goblin, Princess yeah. and Curdy, those are George McDonald's. I mean, he has others. Those are yeah. the two that come yeah. to mind. Uh, the Man Who Was Thursday mm-hmm. was Ch- uh, Chesterton, and I think he did The 39 Steps as well. Hmm. Um, both of those, I might be wrong about that one, but both of those are yeah. are really, they're fun reads, and they sort of show, especially with Chesterton, they kind of show the the creative side of a guy who is known more as an essayist and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, apologist. Right. Sure. You can also throw in uh, the Father Brown mysteries in there too. They're I haven't read those in a long time, but yeah. Right. yeah. They're worth a read. They are. They're fun. Would uh, The Giver by Lois Lowry qualify since we're on that age? I mean, it's, I love it. It's a great mm-hmm. book. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really yeah. good. I mean, I, I, yeah, so. <laughs> you know, it's hard. I've been thinking about some of these and I, I know how we defined it. I'm like, huh, I read that in the summer. So does that make it what it is? Um, sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. sure of course it does. Why not? Yeah. I was wrong. 39 Steps is not. Uh, I read I read that one in Man Who Was Thursday back to back several years ago. And so I lumped them together. It's not by Chesterton. Great book, though, if you like mysteries. But that was me uh, getting things confused. Got to fact, okay. fact check myself. I appreciate uh, you. Otherwise, Aaron's going to bleep me out again. Oh man! I think we should. I think nice. we should wrap this show up. Otherwise, we're at this point we're just becoming a, a catalog of boring books by Aaron and fun books by Dave and me. Well, I've got one more book though. <laughs> that, <laughs> Actually, it's perfect that you. Spoke I think we should up, wrap right? this show up. <laughs> no, we've got one more book. We've yeah, got one more book. This know, one's for your kids. My kids have plenty of books. Okay, not your kids, but this is for the listeners' kids. They can also. No, they're fine too. No, stop it. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Go. So you should also have them read. You should also give them a copy of my book, Epic, The Story That Changed the World. Mm. There you go. Mm. That will be a good summer read for you. And it's pretty engaging, apparently. And pre-buy my tell-all book. If, yes. if he does say so himself, it is pretty engaging. His kids liked it. My kids do like it. My kids love it. He bribed yeah. them with donuts, but they liked it nonetheless. Those donuts, no, that those was, donuts that was, were I mean, good. He bribed those me with donuts. donuts. That's why we're friends. Absolutely. No. Works every time. That's right. <sighs> 50% so I got you, and time. I got you new donuts in Birmingham, too. So there we go. Heavenly donuts in Birmingham, y'all. Donuts. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, I wish them. they would sponsor our podcast. Not, not a ton of reasons to go to Birmingham, but that is one of them. Absolutely. Heavenly. Heavenly donuts. Heavenly donuts. When do you guys bring me donuts? What's up with that? Okay. Oh, I see where I am on this podcast. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's good. 
Okay. Right here and finish. All right. Finish. All right uh, Who, who's who's getting punched today? Oh yeah. Well, it feels like I've been getting punched today. It really no, does. No, you've been getting mildly verbally assaulted. That's not the same thing at all. Oh, okay, good, good. I'm glad that it's not remotely the okay, same. Okay, I think whoever. Okay, so I think the punch needs to be for the person who writes the book that is the least like this category. So who's the who's the worst beach read? Dave, what's your favorite World War II or book? Or summer vacation read, because again, we did, as we discussed, reading on the beach is terrible. Yeah, don't read USS Indianapolis book about being eaten by sharks. We we, we established that one. Pierre Burton. No, in the, it's no, got it's no, got to be in the, it's gotta, yeah. these it's are Christian books. So it's got to be it's got to be a word? Christian yeah. author who writes the worst like, kind of book like for this Benny Hinn. The, he said Christian author. Okay, yeah. thank you. I'm looking Sorry. for regenerate people who I'm believe look, in Jesus for the someone. Son of God. Okay, got it. Got it. Also who are familiar with their Bibles and more than just the, hey, this verse says I should get rich. No. Um, so that rules out a handful of people. Oh, man. I think probably like a dead theologian, like a Herman Bavink or something like that. Something, Carl, Bart, Carl Bart's yeah. church dogmatics would be that like would the not be good. 10,000 pages and he never even completed it. I think, nope. yeah, I think yeah. that's like, that would be high on the list of like, this is the worst summer read ever. The reason, like when we, we started talking about this before we pressed record, I was like, okay, wait a minute. What? I had to kind of categorize these books because there's a lot of theology books we'll read and mm-hmm. they're great, but they're certainly not summer reading. And that's, no. that's the thing. They're just too, there's too much. Yes. Um, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I thought like I've been reading a lot of church history books this year, but I'm like, I don't think it's yeah, going to be fascinating. Yeah. Certainly not around a beach. Church history in plain language is yes. not going to be a good summer read. It's no. a great read, but it's not a good summer read. No. Um, 2000 Years of Christ Power will also not be a good, mm. um, would be a good summer read either. So. All right, all right. All right, so, all right, all right, all right. But I do think uh, I do think it's a good call that. Uh, so we're going to punch Carl Bart. Was absolutely. That okay. Yeah, Carl Bart. <laughs> we're gonna pull him out of we his love grave. You, sort <laughs> of. Also, we're punching. We're punching church dogmatics more than you, but you know, you with it. But we might punch him for the for the serial adultery. I don't know about that. That's yeah. oh, really that seems yeah. worthy oh. of a beatdown as well. Yeah. yeah, fun, good times. Yeah, good times. yeah that's a good uh, good Somebody note to end on here, guys. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Have so a great are summer, we re- everyone. Are we reading books ourselves? What are we reading right now? Because you guys are church you dogmatics. Guys, you're reading, no, oh, good, I'm not, okay. are you kidding me? That's a great vacation read for you. Uh, I'm not on vacation. I'm yeah. uh, I'm working yeah. like an adult. Mm. That's the funny well, thing about this whole like summer reading list thing. I'm like I don't have any more time in the summer than I do any other yeah. time of the year. And if you're vacationing with kids, you don't have time to read anyway. True. Unless you drop them off at the pool. <laughs> But then, uh, okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Barnabas, for uh, uh, putting me on to Pat Conroy. After all these years, uh, I did finish Lords of Discipline; it was outstanding, mm-hmm. and I moved immediately on to uh, my losing season. I'm in the middle of that right now, which is about his senior, senior year senior, playing basketball yep. at Citadel. Mm-hmm. That was in like 1963 or something like that. 67. 67. Yeah, yeah. I'm close. in the middle of it as well. Yeah, but, right. uh, but it's yeah, but great so far. Um, and then I will do Great Centini after that. Thank you. All right. Right. That'll yeah. be that'll so be those, my beach read. So when, mm. I'm gonna take a picture just for you, should, you guys. You should, you should you. read his novel Beach Music yes. as your beach read. <laughs> it was actually probably his weakest novel, but so that qualifies I, I, as the beach here's read. The thing. His weakest novel is still better than most people's best novels. Yeah. He was just that good of a writer. Yeah, but yeah he, he he was has some of his books. Were well, I had someone here. tell me yesterday when I told them I was reading. Uh, remember, I throw this around with everyone. I just tell, hey, I'm reading this person. No, just to see what they say. Just kidding. Uh, no, there's another guy. Uh, we talk books all the time, and he said beach music was his favorite, which I don't know. May I? 
that well, to him maybe. I, here's the thing: I enjoyed all of his novels. I just you know, it's it's the difference between you know, it's sort of like A minus to A plus. Like the worst is still excellent, kind of thing. So sure. If somebody loved that one, I'm not going to be like, you have terrible taste in books. Yeah. Um, I finished up the Millennium Trilogy. That is the Stieg Larsson ones with Elizabeth Salander, Girl with Dragon Tattoo, Girl Played with Fire, Girl Who Kicked the Hornet's Nest. Those are, in terms of sort of like thriller novels, those are high on my list. I, this is a reread. Really, mm-hmm. I actually listened to them this time. Um, they're, they're gritty. They have some content. They content. definitely have some scenes. Uh, also just a really compelling story right now. I'm reading Seinfeldia. Ooh. So it's the, it's like the backstory of Seinfeld. Is it an audiobook? Yeah. Okay. And honestly, I kind of wish I was reading it because I don't love, I don't love the narrator on audiobook, but. Oh, really? Okay. It's, it's a lady and she just tries a little bit too hard to do voices. Oh, no. Except that they're, ki- oh, that they're people we it. know. Like, yeah. Jerry Seinfeld's voice rings in your ear. Jason Alexander's voice rings in your ear, you know? So yep. when she kind of goes into it, I'm like, I'm like, this isn't fun because I do a better, I do a better uh, Jerry Seinfeld than her. Um, but, like, she's a good reader for all the narrative parts. Right. Um, but it's sure. really fun for those who are Seinfeld fans, kind of the backstory how they decided to kill off George's fiance, how different episodes She's came about, it. how they cycled through writers, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's a fun one. Mm. So cool. right up there with, uh, what's the SNL one live, from live New York. From New York. Yeah. Right up there with it. Uh, different. Cause of... this is, this is just like a single author telling the story. Whereas live from New York was an oral history. Right. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that one as well, but it, that's yeah. a different thing. Cause it's kind of, but when you wouldn't you wouldn't know the backstory. Well, that was right. also a contested one too. Right, I was um, gonna say when it, an oral yeah. history doesn't you since you're quoting people, you don't have to verify their claims. Yeah. Yeah. So if somebody yeah. tells a story and they're like, "Well, I remember it this way," you can, somebody else can be like, "That's not true at all." Whereas if you're if you're writing a book that's more a little bit more journalistic, you have to make sure that you get the get the details a little bit more right. But the uh, I'm forgetting uh, Jennifer. Keishan, Keishan Armstrong yeah. is yeah. the name. And she does it. a really good job with the narrative. Like it moves, it doesn't bog down. It doesn't get sort of hung up on petty, you know, kind of petty little details here and there. Yeah. It's yeah. good. Cool. I like it. All right. So uh, on our road trip, I finished up a book with the family uh, called The Legend of Greg. It's volume one in a series um, called A Series of Epic Failures. The big idea is it is a 13-year-old who finds out that he is, in fact, a magical creature, specifically a dwarf. Family really liked it. We're looking forward to checking out Volume 2. I am also uh, working my way through Circe by Madeline Miller. Um, I actually started The Song of Achilles, um, and I had to stop because it got a little bit bit porny. So... Um, You know, those, those, (laughs) those books about ancient Greece have a tendency to do that. Yeah, yeah, it gets weird. True. A lot of toga parties point. and yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, more it got, or less. It got, it toga got parties weird. haven't changed much, apparently. So, well, yeah. yeah, I think they yeah. were inspired by reality. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. So, uh, I had to say no to that one. Um, it, what I read was just say no to porn, kids <laughs> and adults <laughs> and everybody. Yeah, yeah. There, there we go. Good there words go. to live by. All good, right, uh, good times. So, <laughs> good times, everyone. <laughs> So on that note, uh, we keep, are keep all having done a great for summer today. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your summer. Read a book, and uh, 
Uh, and of course, leave your five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, we don't care how sincere it is, but we do want you to help us get uh, get to or beyond 100 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts for sure. Um, so uh, we will talk to you later. Thanks. Bye. This is an area code podcast.